Welcome to another Griffith University podcast. Good evening, everyone. My name is Chris Sainz, and I'm director of the Queensland Art Gallery, Gallery of Modern Art. To begin, I wish to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we gather and express my deep and abiding respect for their ancient and enduring culture. I recognise the contribution that they make to the life of this community, to the city and to this institution. Can I especially welcome tonight's very important guests. Our guest speaker, Lieutenant General Noboru Yamaguchi, Professor and Director for International Programs at the National Defence Academy of Japan. Mr Shinya Machida, Deputy Consul General. Mr Junzo Fujita, Consul General of Japan in Brisbane. Mr Shusuka Hiroshimi, Hiroshima, pardon me, Consul here in Brisbane. Judge Michael Burnett, Federal Judge of the Circuit Court of Australia. Professor Marie Wilson, Acting Pro-Vice-Chancellor, Business, ladies and gentlemen. Perspectives Asia is a free series of public lectures that for the past nine years has explored contemporary culture, politics and society. The series is a collaborative project developed by Griffith University's Griffith Asia Institute and the Gallery's Australian Centre of Asia-Pacific Art and I would like to commend everyone involved in organising and presenting these important seminars by leading thinkers in our region. In particular, I acknowledge Andrew O'Neill, Director, and Natasha Verry from Griffith Asia Institute, and Rachel Storer, Curatorial Manager, Asian and Pacific Art, and Ruth McDowell, Curator of Pacific Art, here at the Queensland Art Gallery, Gallery of Modern Art. And I pass on apologies for Andrew Russell, for Andrew and Russell, pardon me, who are both unable to attend this evening's lecture. Tonight's seminar, the third Australian-Japan annual lecture, is presented in partnership with the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, Japan, and the Consulate General of Japan here in Brisbane. In mentioning things from Japan, I also thought I'd mention that the gallery is planning a very exciting institute from the Kyoto uh, Costume Institute in September next year, um, an exhibition titled Future Beauty, which we're presenting at the same time as we're drawing out work from our own contemporary Japanese collection in a project called uh, The Japan Project. And we're very greatly looking forward to that exhibition and an even closer working relationship with the consul here in Japan, pardon me, in Brisbane. As I mentioned earlier, we are delighted to welcome Lieutenant General Noboru Yamaguchi, who will talk about security in the region and the involvement and influence the People's Republic of China and the United States may have on the region's peace and stability. Speaking from a Japanese perspective, I'm sure many of these issues will be equally pertinent for us here in Australia. Professor Yamaguchi is currently Professor and Director for International Programs of the National Defence Academy of Japan and is also a graduate of the Academy where he trained in applied physics, qualifying as an Army aviator in 1974. Following this, Professor Yamaguchi was awarded a Master's from the Fletcher School of Law and Diplomacy, Tufts University in Massachusetts, and was a National Security Fellow at the John M. Olin Institute for Strategic Studies at Harvard University at, in 1991 to 1992. 
Professor Yamaguchi retired from his illustrious military career in 2008 and began teaching military history and strategy. He has also served at Japan's Prime Minister's official residence as Special Advisor to the Cabinet on Crisis Management from March to September in 2011. Will you please join me in welcoming very warmly Professor Noboru Yamaguchi. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, thank you very much, Chris, uh, for your very kind introduction. And I'd uh, like to thank to Griffith University, Goma, and the Japanese Ministry of Foreign Affairs for uh, giving me this great opportunity. And I particularly want to thank this opportunity uh, because uh, this is my first time to have a, a cocktail before uh, my talk. <laughs> and uh, I. Today I'm going to talk a very serious uh, topic on China and the United States. Uh, trying uh, not to bore you, but um, first, uh, before uh, getting in points, uh, I, I uh, would like to, to confirm that this, I'm not uh, representing Japan. And sometimes I forget uh, the fact that I'm still paid the government but I sometimes uh, forget it, but still I'm not representing Japanese government at all. And the, I have to warn you uh, that I'm, a, I'm an optimist by training. Um, because a flying helicopter uh, requires me uh, being op optimistic. So I, I, I was kind of tra uh, trained to think that my helicopter never uh, has an engine failure. And even if uh, there is an engine failure, I can save the plane. And if we cannot, I, I cannot save the plane, I get injured. Even if I got injured, I, would, I wouldn't be killed. If I get killed, I would, re I, I would not realize it. So, <laughs> so I'm a kind of, you know, uh, half uh, glasses, half through, or half, uh, half empty. Uh, I'm uh, always half through uh, kind of person. So after, okay, I am going to talk about the rise of China, rebalance, the U.S. rebalance towards uh, Asia, and the, if uh, I have any, you know, I am um, going to stop uh, my talk, and maybe uh, 40 past uh, past six. If uh, if I don't, uh, please stop me. But uh, um, those thing, uh, three things are what I want to uh, discuss, and uh, this is what I present to uh, my uh, students. Uh, from bottom to the top, uh, represent the uh, Chinese uh, future. Uh, China, China is going to rise. China's, uh, China's rise is a uh, given fact. But uh, to, to what direction uh, it rises is a good, uh, big question. And if uh, China uh, rises uh, as a peaceful and cooperative uh, big power, or um, if uh, it, it is going to be more assertive or somehow aggressive, makes a big difference. And also from left to right, um, we need to think about maybe Australia is kind of uh, far from my, uh, my uh, you know, region, Japan's region. Uh, you may not be so serious about the U.S. presence in this region, but still, um, if the U.S. is uh, um, going to become isolationist and going back home, going home and empty here, or the U.S. Uh, the US uh, 
you know, commits itself uh, to this region in politically and perhaps uh, with a robust military presence. Uh, two, two cases uh, may have a big difference. And the, this quadrant shows kind of a status quo plus. Um, nice China, big China, bigger China, uh, with U.S. robust uh, uh, presence and strong uh, political commitment. So we are going to be the fine, or uh, we will we'll be better off. On this side, if uh, U.S. is gone and China uh, becomes very assertive or non non cooperative uh, hegemon, we have. Japan may have only choice uh, between tributary or the confrontation uh, with desperate hope. So two others are kind of uh, mixed, uh, so uh, I don't uh, worry. Uh, but uh, my point is, uh, I'm not, pre I, before them, I, uh, good news is I have never failed to predict, predict the future, simply because I have never predicted. <laughs> I... My job is uh, not rather, uh, rather than uh, predicting the future, but uh, you know, uh, giving the direction uh, to which we have to to work uh, really hard. So, no, I'm 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 really want to go this this direction. And uh, starting with Chinese uh, rise uh, from military, I'm a I'm a military guy, so I have been thinking about always the bloody things, uh, which is which is stronger, the U.S. or China. And in that sense, how much uh, China has been spending is a, a big question. And China's, uh, China's rise in terms of military is significant. Uh, if you look at uh, China's military spending, it, it, became, it has become 18 times larger than that of uh, 20 years ago. It is, it is uh, really uh, significant. And the figure says in 1991, uh, China used to spend... Uh, 11.9 billion U.S. dollars, uh, while U.S. was spending $290 billion. At that time, Japan was uh, doing a fine job. Uh, we, we used to spend three times larger uh, military expenditure than China. But the situation has, uh, has changed drastically. So eight, 18 times larger military expenditure is what China is spending. But this, this is significant. But on the, that, the other side of the coin is that China used to spend a little, very little, uh, in, uh, 20 years ago. Um, the military, military uh, strength or performance uh, is, uh, is not uh, represented by how much money you spent th th this year, but rather how much money have you spent in the last 20 to 30 years. If you look at F-22, U.S. Uh, uh, modern, uh, most modern aircraft, it was designed, uh, it was started being designed in late 1980s. It took more than 20 years to, to become real, and it took another five to six years uh, to operate it. So this year's spending does not represent uh, China's, uh, China's. So um, used to be three, 30 to 1, this is U.S. to China. It's almost 30 to 1, 3%. And, but now they are spending 3 to 6 to 1. And in the, uh, 2030, at latest, to 2050, uh, China's military spending is going to match that of uh, the United States. But that's still, uh, you know, as I mentioned before, that does not necessarily mean the U.S. and China are the same in, ter in terms of military, military power.
In addition, U.S. has allies and friends, so equation is not uh, does not necessarily is not necessarily uh, you know, China versus the United States or China versus in in the worst case China versus U.S. plus Australia plus Japan plus South Korea and others European countries. So we don't have to be in, in panic. And also, if we have better relations with China, we don't have to compare Chinese military expenditure with ours. So that, that direction is what I really want to go in the future. This is a joke. Please, uh, please, ready to, to laugh. Oh, this is, uh, uh, these charts uh, represent uh, the military expenditure at the end of 1980s. It, it shows 1983 to 1992. All the countries show uh, the sharp drop after 97, 98, 99, uh, 89, uh, because of the end of the Cold War. There was an exception. It is remarkable. Uh, the same years. Can anybody guess who it is? It is not China. Actually, this is Japan. At that time, I was a major uh, to lieutenant colonel, you know, asking money for, uh, for Ministry of Finance, telling them, Cold War is not over yet. <laughs> they gave money. But this is, this is what, you know, uh, how Japan reacted. No, Japan just you know spend, Japan used to be spending just same amount of uh, GDP's percentage, just below one percent, and up until the end of the bubble economy, it uh, lasted, and after that, it is almost flat. So this year, uh, Japan is spending the same amount of money uh, as uh, we uh, we spent 20 years ago, and now I hope uh, it is going up. It is time to, to, to go up. And as a result of you know, recent increase of uh, Chinese military spending, they have various uh, modernization programs. This is aircraft carrier Liaoning, the made, made in Ukraine and imp imported uh, uh, by China uh, maybe almost 20 years ago. And uh, they refurbished this to, to be operational. Last year, uh, she had a uh, test uh, sea trial and the, the one jet fighter pilot landed and the, uh, took off from this, uh, this aircraft carrier. So it is one of the scenes um, China has uh, been successful in modernizing force. And this is another case. Uh, China tested uh, their anti-satellite weapon in January 2007. After that, uh, it was done at the uh, altitude of 800 kilometers to 850 kilometers. After that, the, uh, more, more than hundreds of debris, uh, larger than 10 centimeters, remained in the orbit. And it's supposed to, to remain perhaps another 40, 50 years. If, if you do it in, at the uh, altitude of 200 to, to 250 kilometers, all the debris, uh, debris are coming uh, into the atmosphere within a week or less. Uh, then uh, they, they are going to be burned out because friction uh, with the air. But this case, you know, dangerous debris are flying. My point here is I don't, I'm not so sure that if China knew that, 
even though China had the capability to destroy、um, satellites. I wonder if China knew this danger. And perhaps,、uh, particularly because、uh, and after this,、uh, US was very, very keen about、uh, watching where、uh, the debris are. And uh, sometimes uh, US uh, finds some debris is almost to hit satellites of other countries, perhaps Australians or Japanese. And last year,、uh, one of the Chinese satellites was in danger. So, an American、um, US government informed the Chinese government、uh, of this fact. Um, your satellite is in danger, so you have to, to change the orbit. And this may show、uh, the kind of、uh, lack of、uh, the sort of knowledge about the dangers、uh, or the,、uh, the consequences uh, of uh, what the military action may、uh, cause. This is, this is my favorite chart from China. China is bottom and、uh, Pacific is、uh, the top. Sorry about this、uh, busy chart.、Uh, no. This is from、uh, the Japanese defense white paper. The original chart is、uh, full of、uh, Chinese characters, so that, you know, very dense, uh, smaller, <laughs> smaller、um, you know, explanation. But this shows you know, whenever a Chinese Navy wants to go out、uh, to the Pacific Ocean or South,、uh, South China Sea, Chinese Navy has to go through very Close to some other countries' territorial. For instance, the Big Arrow heading north shows the Miyako Strait, just in between the main island of Okinawa and the next island, of, island called Miyakojima. We call Miyako Strait. It is 250 kilometers wide. But that is, that is perhaps the best avenue for the Chinese Navy when they want to go out. To the、uh, uh, Pacific Ocean. They had no problem, perhaps, until two, 10 years ago or 15 years ago, because the、uh, Chinese Navy was a kind of coastal navy.、Uh, they never came out to, to the ocean. The first ever Chinese uh, voyage uh, to the Uni United States, I remember, was 1995.、Uh, At that time,、uh, one or two frigates went to, to Honolulu first and、uh, to San Diego. But after you know, leaving Honolulu, I was in Hawaii, and the、uh, American sailors were laughing. Now, all the sa Chinese sailors, when they got to Honolulu port, all the sailors were so exhausted by just coming to Honolulu. But nowadays, they are doing a very, very fine job.、Uh, the, the same sailors are doing a really fine, jo fine job in the Gulf of Aden. Um, with other navies, Australian Navy, Japanese、uh, MSDF, and other navies. They are doing a、uh, fine job.、Uh, they have grown a, a lot. But still, you know, they are growing, and you know, that means、uh, we will have more and more possibility to encounter Chinese. The US and Japanese navies、uh, have been really, really active in the East China Sea. So it's a kind of.、Uh, um, Congested the area uh, with uh, Japanese and、uh, Americans. But then you know, China、uh, comes up, and so uh, the, uh, this uh, picture is、uh, taken by MSDF ship, Chinese、uh, the fleet. That means our ship is here. No, well, we never miss a chance, any chance to see Ch Chinese fleet, as we never did、uh, with the、uh, Russians and Soviet Navy. When, you know, our, we are close to、uh, Russia, so they come, come through our strait from Hokkaido to Kyushu, 
whenever they come, we, we welcome them. And uh, we escort them very carefully and <laughs> right, watch them, and they watch us. And this is how the navies work. By the way, I, even though I'm an army uh, helicopter pilot, my, uh, my son is a submariner, and my younger brother is still on active duty at Navy, surface officer. So uh, sometimes they tell how they work. But Navy, Navy people are kind of secretive. So they never tell the truth. But anyway, anyway, they have been doing uh, this business for a long time. And once uh, the Chinese helicopter very, uh, came to the one of the destroyers of Japan, and it, it was 90 meter away and 30 meter high. I have, keep, I have kept telling Chinese colleagues that this is really dangerous. Not dangerous for us, but dangerous for them. Please think about 90 meters away, this big helicopter hovering. Even my cadets can shoot by their rifle. That is really dangerous, and it's not professional at all. Uh, so don't do that. Um, you know, helicopter is easy target for, for ships, and if you know, helicopter hit the mast of, uh, mast of destroyer, helicopter should uh, crash. And uh, actually, um, the one of the helicopters, our helicopters hit most of uh, the Japanese destroyer the two, two years ago. Uh, all the four, six uh, crew members were killed. Meanwhile, the only thing, the destroyer had the crack of paint. So that, that is how, uh, how things go. So I, I have kept telling them, it is really dangerous. Don't do that again for you. So maritime price management mechanism uh, between two, two navies or two, two perhaps including coast guards uh, and, and their uh, maritime um, surveillance agency uh, should, uh, should be materialized. And this is Senkaku Diaoyu and the Taiwanese called Diaoyu, Thai Islands, disputed. Now, we don't know. Our government position is there is no territorial dispute. But uh, if you uh, look at pu public opinion poll uh, last year, 62% uh, of Japanese uh, said, yes, there is a di uh, territorial dispute with Chinese. Sorry, Mr. Fujita. <laughs> and 59% of ch uh, Chinese said, yes. But I still, I'm still paid by the government, so I cannot uh, go, go further. But I sometimes feel like a public is maybe smarter than the government. But there is a frequently asked question. If the uh, U.S. is uh, going to, to protect or defend Senkaku, the, my short answer is uh, the uh, question is wrong. You are asking wrong question. The Mutual Security Treaty the says the U.S. is going to defend, uh, defend Japan uh, together with Japan. But there are the U.S. Uh, Mutual Security Treaties. Article 5 is on the defense of Japan case. And they, that clause has three conditions. One, first, it should be uh, under Japanese administration. In that sense, uh, Senkaku Diaoyu uh, used to be under U.S. military uh, administration before revision of Okinawa 1972. So it is obvious, and the U.S. has kept repeating, has repeated uh, that this is under Japanese administration. So MST, uh, MST uh, applies. But another condition is it should be armed attack. 
So 2010, year 2010, uh, we had the Chinese fishing boats uh, ramming into our the Coast Guard and arrested the captain and had a very difficult time with the Chinese. That kind of uh, occasion, or uh, last year, uh, we had uh, seven activists from Hong Kong you know, landed onto the island after swimming from the fishing boats. Those are the no, not the case of armed attack. Those are the law enforcement uh, um, events. So Japan should be in charge of these affairs. Lastly, it should be joint action. That means, regardless of the place, uh, please forget about Senkaku. Uh, whenever Japan is armed attack uh, within Japanese administration, the MST applies. But uh, when Japan stands up, if Japan does not stand up, the you know, U.S. has no reason to stand up. That is exactly what I have, we Japanese need to understand. And perhaps I will skip this, but you know, this is uh, China uh, Maritime Surveillance Ship and Japan Coast Guard. They, they look similar. And you know, uh, Chinese Maritime Surveillance uh, has been growing and it has been, uh, has been more trained and more professional, has become more professional. I found this picture just beautiful. And I, I'm talking about China and the United States this time, but after, after uh, stopping my talk, uh, you know, um, the topics should be wider, uh, broader. I, I welcome any question about any other things, but uh, let me focus on just China and the United States. But I'm perhaps running out of time, and I, I will skip this. But one point I should make is, you know, for land-based uh, radars, uh, the islands, uh, I mean, uh, the... Senkaku Diaoyu is over the horizon uh, from Okinawa or from mainland China. It is 200 kilometers plus from the nearest radar site uh, on Miyako. It, uh, it is 200 kilometers. That means altitude uh, below uh, 3,000 meters or below uh, over the horizon. Uh, no, you, you cannot see. And from mainland China, it is, uh, you cannot see uh, below 5,000 uh, meters. Of there are blind spots. Both sides try to avoid uh, sending our uh, aircraft beyond the, the, uh, uh, this, uh, the blind spots. So that's the good news. Uh, Chinese aircraft and Japanese aircraft uh, do not go too far. So please don't worry too much about the aircraft and the aircraft. But in the future, uh, both Japan and the, the China would uh, operate our airborne radars. We have been operating airborne data, and we will uh, see more uh, frequent coming into airspace close to, to Japan. This is uh, the case, one case uh, in January. One of the, our destroyers was illuminated by, by the uh, fire control radar. Fire con illuminating fire control radar. Radar goes like this. And then uh, once you find some you know, target, and uh, you, you find this is an enemy or you, you have to shoot or you have to make sure missile goes to that, that direction, you, you use another radar uh, called, called illuminator. And the illuminating steady, uh, steady uh, you know, uh, pulse. And then um, the next step is uh, the gun or uh, the missile goes. So it was illuminated by the Yudachi, the Japan ship Yudachi was illuminated by one of the Janway 2 class frigate. 
But it was uh, within the three to, uh, two to three kilometer range. So a uh, skipper of you that uh, had this uh, frigate in, inside visually. So um, my guess is he knew that uh, their guns were not, uh, guns were not pointing at uh, this, uh, uh, this uh, uh, Japanese ship. So uh, this uh, skipper was not uh, scared, uh, my, my, my hope. And, but uh, another case, uh, on January 19th, uh, a helicopter was uh, illuminated by uh, the, the Chinese frigate. And the helicopter has a, this small, uh, this big um, indicator of radar warning. And I used to, to use that. And once uh, radar comes, uh, ra found out uh, some, there, is a, there is some radar, you, you, you find that line, dotted line, not scary. But once it is illuminated, this becomes steady line, and sometimes it, uh, it, if it lasts uh, a little longer, it goes blinking, and noise comes. And perhaps a helicopter pilot has only thing, uh, only thing to avoid being hit, just praying. Uh, so this is really scary. I don't want to uh, want to see this, uh, this, these kinds of things again um, in, in, in the future. I hope China has understood this. Uh, perhaps because of this, China denied the fact. Uh, this is a made makeup of uh, Japanese. Uh, don't tell lie. But some you know, Japanese media says uh, China is not honest. Um, it's, it's not nice. But I, I still, uh, I am still uh, thinking that this is half full. They admitted this kind of activities. It activity is dangerous. So I hope uh, it wouldn't happen in the future. So let me go to the next topic, the United States. My point uh, may be very simple. The U.S. rebalance towards Asia is true, real. And the uh, Obama administration's emphasis on Asia-Pacific is clear. And uh, it, was, uh, it was made clear by many um, the public documents, uh, policy documents, such as Quadrennial Defense Review uh, released in Feb February 2010, and the, the Ballistic Missile Defense Review, National uh, Nuclear Posture Review, National Security Strategy. Every uh, document uh, talked about the emphasis on, their emphasis on the on Asia-Pacific region. It is, uh, it is very clear the difference uh, from the uh, Bush administration's just they, they, they were interested in uh, global war on terror. So even though they talked about uh, alliance with Australia, Japan, the uh, ROK, but in the context of uh, fighting uh, global war on terror, not talking about uh, Northeast Asia, South Asia, or Pacific, uh, but global war on terror. But this time, um, Obama ad administration has uh, really has become very much focused on this area. And one of the key phrases is as the Secretary, uh, Defense Secretary Gates said in Singapore, uh, June two, uh, 2010, the U.S. Uh, posture, military posture in this region uh, is going to be more geographically dispersed or distributed and operationally resilient and politically sustainable. So then I'm glad uh, Australia uh, is hosting uh, 200 to 2,000 uh, Marines in Darwin and this is more uh, operational, uh, geographically distributed and operationally resilient uh, in uh, the result. And if you uh, think about political um, sustainab sustainability, 
Uh, if we have another uh, helicopter accident near uh, Marinko Air, uh, Air Station Futenma in Okinawa, we, we will have very serious quest, uh, problem um, in continuous uh, stationing of, uh, the, of the U.S. forces in Japan as a whole. So the, your efforts to accommodate uh, some Marines uh, help um, us to, to reduce uh, a presence in, uh, in Japan that makes the, uh, the presence more sustainable in political way. The, this is another uh, point I would like to make, is, uh, that the U.S. rebalance towards Asia is based on the fact that the war in Iraq winds down and America begins to withdraw, uh, withdraw its forces. That means end of the glo global war on terror. In my understanding, this is uh, not uh, just a shift uh, from uh, Central Asia or uh, Middle, uh, Middle, Middle East to, to Asia, but rather the change from the wartime posture to more de demobilized posture uh, to the normalcy. And another point I should make is the US, uh, U.S. attitude vis-a-vis -vis, uh, vis -vis China. The Secretary of the United States made a very uh, good speech in Shangri-La uh, Dialogue uh, uh, week, uh, 10 days ago. Um, he was successful in uh, you know, assuring us U.S. is here, coming back, regardless of the difficulty in the financial conditions. It was really um, successful. And on, on the other hand, uh, he was trying really hard to assure China Chinese that it is not containing China. It was very nuanced business, and uh, Chinese uh, never uh, believed that. But I'm sure that this is not, you know, uh, containing China is not, uh, can never be constructive or that can never be in the U.S. interest. This was made clear by Secretary Clinton, April, 10th of April, 2000, last year, at the Annapolis uh, U.S. Naval Academy. My, my, uh, four of my uh, students happened to be there uh, listening to, to Secretary Clinton's speech. Uh, what she said is, uh, this, uh, today's geopolitics cannot afford to be a zero-sum game, and we are not standing at the brink of the uh, Cold War in Asia. And as uh, a thriving China is good for America, and a thriving America is good for, for China. So we are uh, seeking uh, the kind of uh, plus-sum game, win-win game. Uh, this, is, uh, this is agreed by Chinese. But scary part of win-win game is while we can seek for the win-win station, if we fail it, everybody's going to lose. This is really critical uh, game. So we, the, uh, we have to make sure that we need to um, we, uh, we seek for the win-win uh, game. And perhaps I'm running out of time, but uh, one, one point I have to make uh, the, to, to, to endorse what I said, this is a, a demo, demobilization process. And if you look at the figure of uh, end of 2009, the, in Afghanistan, Iraq, and the surrounding area, uh, there, there were 190,000 American uh, service members deployed. It is a lot. Uh, perhaps four times larger than Australian Defense Force, and almost the same as whole Japanese uh, Defense Force. And if you uh, keep this deployment for more than 10 years, you have another two, another, two other sets. 
to almost 200,000 people are fighting there, and another 200 people are getting ready to be deployed. Another 200,000 are just now recovering from the tired uh, uh, previous, uh, previous deployment. So in, in total, uh, 0.5 or 6 million U.S. members are working on those two, two, two theaters. If that is over, it, is,、uh, it will help、uh, the United States very much. And in fact,、uh, at the end of 2010, it,、uh, that level、uh, reduced、uh, to 100,000. So in the future, it, it is going to be lesser and lesser. So, This is、uh, what I, I, I think. And this is another、uh, popular chart、uh, telling the Chinese anti,、uh, anti access area denial capability avoid, to, to deny the access of the US Navy、uh, coming into the area close to the Chinese coast、uh, by missiles or submarines or bombers or Navy ships. In, If, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not、uh, um, arguing that China is aiming at this、uh, strategy, but、uh, the US is very much concerned about this、uh, environment, anti access environment. In that sense, our defense, our defense、uh, is now focus,、uh, focusing on the、uh, defense of、uh, southwestern islands,、uh, including Okinawa and close to, to Senkaku. <coughs> And this,、uh, helps, this may help uh, US, uh, US efforts uh, to, to overcome anti access、uh, environment.、Um, you know, examples can be,、uh, can be seen the last year twice. When North Korea、uh, was, launch, uh, was launching、uh, missiles in April and December, we deployed、uh, anti ballistic missile、uh, Patriot to Okinawa main island and Miyako island and Ishigaki island. And also, we deployed the Aegis destroyer with、uh, standard missile 3, capable of shooting down ballistic missile、uh, to East China Sea. Then, the US forces deployed in Okinawa or other places around the,、uh, these uh, islands uh, happened to be under Japanese protection of,、uh, against ballistic missile. So, we, our defense、uh, posture may help、um, the uh, US, um, US activities there.、Yeah. I should stop、uh, talking within、uh, perhaps two minutes. And the uh, conclusion uh, for us uh, is uh, to, to have a very good relations、uh, with the United States and、um, to have a constructive and better relationship、uh, with neighbors uh, like uh, the, um, uh, China, uh, particularly China. Engage and hedge, both engaging and hedging. Are necessary, and they are not necessarily you know, mutually excluding. China may not、uh, want to, to engage with us if we are totally weak.、Um, if we are strong enough to protect ourselves, it is worth,、uh, worthwhile、uh, for the Chinese to engage us. Well, this, this picture was taken、uh, last September after you know,、uh, the Sino Japanese relation got really worse. And this, this was uh, taken, by, uh, taken by Chinese. And it, it, it is,、uh, the, the picture is, was taken in Chinese,、um, the Air Force Academy. And center is Major,、uh, Major General Bai,、uh, PLA Air Force. And on the left,、uh, Rock Air Force,、uh, Lieutenant General Kim,、uh, who is the head of、uh, um, uh, Korean Air Force Academy. 
and Wright, his Major General Muto, my colleague, he's one of the deputies uh, of uh, National Defense Academy's uh, president. They, are, they have no problem. And we, um, we talk to Chinese military very oftenly, uh, often, and in the last, uh, last March, uh, we had the cadet conference uh, in, uh, inviting uh, cadets from over, all over the world. And Chinese, I thought uh, they, they could, uh, they could you know, cancel it, but they sent uh, two, two cadets. And this year, perhaps uh, next month or the, uh, September, they are, the Chinese are having two, two different international conferences for students, the war which the uh, one each of Japanese students uh, are invited. So we are doing our best uh, to, to, to engage with China. And the good news is this: it was it was from China Daily, the Chinese news English newspaper, dated on April third. It was right after our meeting. My, our means I was in the meeting, and I was quoted on the, the right the bottom. After having four five hours meeting, including very very tough discussion. China Daily carried an article and quoted everybody uh, participated in, in the meeting. And, and my point is, everything quoted uh, in this uh, article was positive. My part, opportunities uh, can be found in the crisis, and we should map out specific areas that we can cooperate in. And others, uh, Mr. Kudo, Japan-China relations are not that fragile despite the current problems. The Chinese as well, only uh, phrases uh, they quoted are the, the positive ones. That shows you know, Chinese, Chinese newspaper may have more or stronger uh, influence of the government than, than yours or uh, ours. So in that sense, I sense that Chinese government may want to improve the relationship uh, between the China and Japan. And I, uh, I really want to, to, to work hard uh, to, to engage with China while uh, getting stronger uh, uh, to hedge China. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Professor Yamaguchi. I'm Marie Wilson. I'm the Acting Pro-Vice-Chancellor of the Griffith Business School, and it's my pleasure at the end of this very insightful optimistic and yet uh, I think very provocative um, look at um, the development of political and military strategy um, around Japan uh, between China and I'm very aware of my North American accent at this point. Um, I think we've heard some very interesting and important considerations, starting with the two-by-two two that you presented in terms of possible futures, and the comments, both positive and worrying throughout uh, this evening's address. Um, it's given us a very, I think, thought-provoking and very thorough understanding of what is happening in a region that is critical to Japan, China, Korea, and Australia, as well as the U.S., in terms of the future of this region. It's an important consideration. Uh, we're often focused on the politics or trade and rarely see the importance of what lies beneath in terms of our mutual relationships 
and safety and security. So I think you've added to our understanding in a very important way about a very important partner. Our Perspectives Asia partner in bringing Professor Yamaguchi to you tonight is the Australian Centre of Asia-Pacific Art and the Gallery of Modern Art at the Queensland Art Gallery, as well as the Consulate General of Japan in Brisbane and the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. I'm sure that all of our sponsors join in thanking you for your tremendous contribution this evening, Professor Yamaguchi. Please join me. And on behalf of our sponsors, please, a small gift from the gallery and from the university. Thank you very much. Thank you. For more Griffith University podcasts, go to www.griffith.edu.au forward slash podcasts.